Welcome back to the Mental Health Commute. This is episode number 14 with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. We are going to continue along in Mental Health Month, and this time we will be talking about the rainbow of emotions. I made a comment last episode. Oh, yes, go back there and listen to that episode so you don't miss it about the 80-20 rule and something about 98%. So maybe you can catch that. And again, hit subscribe and download these podcasts. At the end of the last podcast, I made a comment that sort of sparked a little bit of emotion from my comrade here, Matt. So Matt, will you comment on that? Yeah, you know, what I like to do is listen to you talk and find all the things that you say that might strike a nerve. What I was listening to in the last episode is we were talking about expectations of emotion within a day and how we should expect our days to go. Oh, I hate the word shoulds, don't you? That's a naughty word. The interesting thing that comes out of that is words mean different things to different people. They hear them differently, don't they? Yeah. If we say a certain percentage of your day is supposed to be good, what does good really mean? And what should is a reasonable expectation for emotional experience throughout a day for uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of mental health potentially impacting the way that they feel throughout a day? So there's a couple things there that I would like to comment on, and this gets around perception. So I did use the word good, but you you heard the word happy, correct? Yeah, for me, good and happy are interchangeable. Synonymous words. Okay, well, that's good. And the other thing is, I believe that I said more along the lines of my expectation, the way I was setting up my brain is to expect 98% of my day to go good. That doesn't mean that it would, but that's the expectation in my brain that I'm setting up. Is that is that correct? When we Because we listened to it a little bit of it. Is that correct? To bring us to a situation that is relatable. If we equate our day to someone going grocery shopping all day, you know, you go in with a, your list of 100 items that you need. And what can you really expect shopping for those 100 items? When I look at it, I say, okay, an average day or an average shopping trip, I hope that 95 of those are in stock and not the price I expect them to be at. And I hope three of them are on sale, and I'm going to expect that two of them are not going to be in stock. So the majority of my shopping cart goes as expected and doesn't stick out for any reason to me. But then I have three events that last 30 seconds. I go, oh, this is on sale, and I put it in the cart, and I move on to the next item. And then I go to buy two things, and oh, they're not in stock. Well, that really sucks. I have to find a substitute or say, I'll just get it next time I come. Both the highs and the lows are, in the majority of situations, not having really major impacts on that shopping trip. But I may come home at the end of it and tell my wife, man, the, I, I saved $20 in this shopping trip because three of those items that we were budgeting for are on sale. And that just makes my shopping trip amazing compared to every everything I was expecting. But to get to amazing, I only had to have 10% of the time dedicated to that. Yeah, so you feel amazing because those three items that were on sale and you stocked up on were your cookies. Yeah, so you feel really good. Now, the two items that were out of stock and you did not get were the main ingredients I, your wife, needed for supper tonight. I am not very happy with that shopping trip. I am pretty up. You know, 
Matthew. I gave those to you on my list. You did not get them. So we have the highs and lows from the same shopping trip, right? Same highs and same lows, but the high and low comes from 1% of the time that you spent on this activity. I mean, in this situation, your wife has a negative experience because of one sentence. She didn't go through all the time, right? But uh, the example that I was trying to get to was the events that really stick out and impact your day don't take up a lot of time that you experience during that day. But the things that are just normal, routine, those don't really flip my radar. The things that really flip my radar are the things that are out of the routine, out of the normal, whether it's something really good, positive, or something really negative. I can remember those from day to day, and those are the highlights of my day. Right, and highlights mean they stick out, right? Yeah, but they really stick out. (laughs) I like those. And they're what you talk about. So when you're talking to people... You don't spend time talking about the, yeah, I was at work and eight hours of my day was doing work I didn't, didn't excite me today, right? Because most jobs, the majority of your time is spent doing tasks that aren't super engaging. We'll yeah, and, and when I go home and I talk to my wife at the end of the day, do you think she wants to hear the routine that I've done day after day after day and she has to go listen to that for five minutes while I jabber on? No, I want to talk her about the really neat things that happen, the exciting novel things, whether they're really good or not so good, or but they're just out of the routine. Yeah, and whether or not she even wants to hear about it, you probably don't want to spend your time talking about things that weren't didn't have a major impact on how you experienced the day. Correct. So I think, you know, to, to tie this into what we try to focus on here, which is the mental health side, if I have a, an illness... I experience my days differently because of it. So I have depression, which means where other people have the majority of their day kind of flat, I experience that the majority of my day is negative. How often in your experience with these patients do they have an unrealistic expectation of what life will be like from a, an emotional experience on a day-to-day basis if, they're, if they come out and don't have to deal with the illness anymore? So there's two aspects, I think, and we can drill down to mental illness, depression, but we're just talking about, this is mental health month, right? We're just talking about mental health in general. Everybody has these types of down periods during the day, maybe some good things that happen, a lot of the norm. But how I perceive, how I feel, whether I have significant depression or other things, a lot of that is colored by how other people are feeling around me. So I sometimes will gauge my emotional level, my happy meter from one being very down to 10 being very happy relative to the other 10 people I'm interacting with during the day. So those 10 people are interacting with you only speaking about the highlights, whether they're up or down. They might be, and I might have a very brief interaction with the majority of them, but I have had an interaction with them. And it might be, where do I have that interaction? You know, do I have the interaction out on the pickleball court where it's a very fun fun time and people are joking around? Or am I standing in line in the grocery store and the person two people ahead of me is making the cashier run back to aisle number six to find something that is out of stock and I have to stand there an extra five minutes and I don't want to read the People magazine in the rack. Those different things color how I feel at the time. How do I deal with that range of emotions? I tried to stump him 
during these podcasts. It makes me feel really good. Well, I think I'm pausing because for me, those experiences are fitting into what we've kind of already talked about, where it's a minority of your day and it's whether or not to some degree you're going to focus on the, the really positive or the really negative. Or if you do focus on more of the 97, 98% of your day, which is going along fine, and you do not let your majority, your day be ruined by a couple things that might not have gone optimally, right? And that's the other thing that we talked about. And we talked about this a little bit before the broadcast today, is that do you look at things that there's a spectrum from, you know, very low to very high and that things occur on a spectrum? Are you stuck where things have to go into either of one of two buckets, very bad or very good, you know? And that when we talk about feeling very depressed, anxious, and dealing with those illnesses, sometimes your brain wants to pull those things into being in the all bad, not just partially bad, but all bad. So I'm really depressed about that. And it's really difficult to even experience that something could be in the happy bucket. I mean, my, my brain, I just can't experience that. I can acknowledge sometimes that it occurred. Sometimes I can't. I mean, I can't even like acknowledge that it occurred. Not that I don't want to. I'm just not able to. And that's where you hear people say, well, if you would just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you would be feeling better. Well, first you have to have bootstraps. And sometimes your boots have no straps. They're not there. They're gone. And they're invisible, right? So they're gone. We've talked about the shadows. So I have to give you bootstraps. I have to help you build back your bootstraps. And I have to be there with you. I have to be able to perceive that you're not able to do that. Yeah, there's a a lot there that you just went through. So commenting on the the first portion of what you said, how how I saw you saying it is, I'm going to keep score through the day. So there was one bad thing that happened. And now there's one good thing that happened. And maybe there's two good things that happened and another three bad things. And I'm going to, by some metric, determine whether or not my day is good or bad based on keeping score of how many good things can I find and how many bad things can I find. Yeah, but in this case, rather than like a baseball game where the score is going up every inning, it's very objective, somebody crossed home plate. Often, and most of the time, it's sort of unconscious, subconscious. Your brain is just keeping its little checklist, depending on which neural networks are the most active. And they're just ticking by throughout the day. So that's that's the difference. Yeah, and so you may not even be aware of how you even give weight to those. That's correct. Right, because you may have one good thing that happened and one bad thing that happened. But every time something bad happens, I'm going to put five runs in the bad category. But I'm going to give good things one run of credit. This happens a fair amount in people that we experience. But And I like to go to extreme examples because... That's the way you are. I, I, think I know. It, it hits hits home <laughs> differently. But I can go win the lottery one day, right? Win a million dollars. And I'm going to give that credit for one win, one run. But if I can find three bad things that happened that day, I'm, I'm going to say I had a bad day, even though I won the lottery. And that's for a lot of people. They look at that and say, well, how can you ever have a bad day if you hit the jackpot? If you have you know, something people dream about happening happen to you, why would you ever say that you have a bad day or anything bad in your life if you hit that? You know, you just give me these opportunities to go off on these tangents. That's your fault, just so you know. So the lottery, that is the highlight, right? And what do we know about a lot of lottery winners? They end up in despair. A lot of times they end up broke, being taken advantage of. It is very, very difficult to 
replicate that emotion and initial enjoyment from winning a major lottery. I mean, how are you going to replicate that? Yeah, I think there's that, right? If you have the highest high ever, how do you replicate it? Or there's the, well, for me, winning the lottery is a highlight. So I'm going to assume for you, winning the lottery is a highlight. And this gets into the range of emotion, right? Where the same positive and negative events in someone's life for one person doesn't mean that the other person has those events affect them in the exact same way. Or they perceive whether or not they're good or bad or how good or bad they are in the same way. Right. So we talked about last episode about chaining that past and keeping it with you rather than living in the present. So, and I know this would get into another topic, but part of what this reminds me of is you take the experience from the best time in your life. A lot of times we'll talk about like high school athletics. You were a big athlete for some or some other thing that happened to you. And you're always trying to replicate and compare everything to that in life you have difficulty moving on. So it is very important to be able to normalize what the usual range of emotions are. For most people throughout the day, they have this spectrum of emotions. Now, it's also really important that what you experience is based on your perception, right? You can change that spectrum some degree from being 30, 70%, 50, 50%. Now, you're not going to do that overnight, but you can practice to do that. And sometimes that's in therapy, counseling, being able to work on new skills to be able to do that. But it's also very important to remember that when somebody is at their lowest point and they're dealing with an illness, that sometimes they do not either have the emotional, the cognitive ability, they're not able to implement the skills that a lot of times they can implement at other times. And to be patient with them and sort of, we talked about sort of being there as that safety bucket for them as they move forward in life. So I believe we are ending this session of the podcast, and we will be with you throughout the Mental Health Month of May. Thank you very much.